Welcome to the Kate McGuire podcast, the bridge to health, where we help people live healthier lives. I had a life-changing experience with natural medicine in my 20s and became passionate about health, nutrition, and natural alternatives, and it is right here that you will find answers. My goal is to give you access to experts and information to help you on your health journey. My other passion is business, and as a multiple business owner, I provide an insider view of the entrepreneurial journey and share the path to help you achieve success sooner and better. Remember to follow me on Instagram at katemaguire.ca for more information and reach out to me if there's something you'd like to hear more of or information I can track down for you. I am your host, Kate McGuire. Welcome to my podcast, The Bridge to Health. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Kate McGuire podcast, The Bridge to Health. And today I am interviewing Dr. Chris Miletus. Dr. Chris is an educator, international author, and lecturer. His personal mission is changing America's health one person at a time. Dr. Miletus has authored 19 books and over 200 national scientific articles in journals, including Natural Health, Alternative and Complementary Therapies, Townsend Letter for Doctors and Patients, Life Extension, NDNR, Natural Pharmacy, and articles on PubMed. Dr. Miletus served as Dean of Naturopathic Medicine and Chief Medical Officer for seven years for the Natural College of Naturopathic Medicine. He was awarded the 2003 Physician of the Year by the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians. He has a deep passion for helping the underprivileged and spearheaded the creation of 16 free natural medicine healthcare clinics in the Portland metropolitan area of Oregon. Welcome back to the Kate McGuire podcast, The Bridge to Health. Today, I am interviewing Dr. Chris Miletus. He sounds so official, but he's told me I can call him by the name Chris, right? So welcome, Chris. <laughs> I type, you can call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner. That's that's late my for, dad joke. If you're late for dinner, I think if you're if it, if your house is anything like my house, I'm not a happy lady when people are late for dinner because I say it's hot and it's on the table. So get up here. And eating early is important so you can digest before you go to bed. There you go. There you go. So get yourself into the kitchen and uh, sit down and eat the meal that someone has been so kind to prepare for you, right? So today we're actually not going to be talking about mealtime. I've already covered who you are in your bio prior to us starting this podcast, but you're an educator, you're a naturopathic doctor. And what I love is that your motto is changing America's health one person at a time. That means so much to me. So let's just talk about you a little bit. Tell me, you know, when you became a naturopathic doctor, why you became a naturopathic doctor, and how you are changing America's health one person at a time. Let's start with the changing America's health one person at a time. It sounds very grandiose. So when I was 30 years old, I became the dean at the Naturopathic University here in Portland, Oregon, the oldest naturopathic university. And I had to figure out, I've never read a self-help book. Maybe I should have, but it's too, probably too late now. And I said, how will I know when to say yes or no? Why am I saying yes to a deanship and a chief medical officership? And then I've been blessed to write lots of books, do lots of lecturing. And I always say, well, why would I do that? And exactly what you're doing, what I'm doing, and what our listeners are doing is we're becoming educated. And then we share that knowledge with our friends and our family. We're all educators. In fact, the Latin word desare means doctor. But it's not doctor or I went and sat for long periods of time and took all these exams. We're all doctors by the nature of, and the wise woman tales that have kept all of humanity alive, that oral traditions, we got to keep it going and grow it more now than ever. So the yeah, 
So that's, I, that's, I, that's I love that. I love that. That is awesome. And you're so right. We've got to keep it going more now than ever. And that could be a whole other discussion about the our lifestyles, the foods that we're eating, the pharmaceuticals we're taking, you know, just this massive decline in health. It's it's so sad to see. And that's why I feel so passionate about this industry. And you're so right. Like it just, it makes me feel so good that exactly what we're doing today is helping, is bringing this information to people because this is stuff that people need to know and they need to take their health into their own hands and educate themselves so that they can live honestly their best life. It's not about money. It's really about your health. Your health is your wealth. If you don't have health, you've got nothing. I mean, that's just a little side part, but that that's awesome. I love that. So keep going, please. I applaud you for the podcast because you're doing exactly the same thing I do. We're trying to impart what we've learned. We read, we educate, we interview experts, and then we partly that in a digestible form. And when I was in MD medical school, before I became a naturopathic doctor, I never finished my MD. I did two years. And my sister was dating this fellow, which was more highly opinionated than even myself. And he says, well, if you like that one class in nutrition so much in medical school, why don't you become a naturopathic doctor? I said, oh, what? Because I didn't even know what a naturopathic doctor was. That shows how narrow sometimes we are. Mm. And so he says, well, there's a, he, and this was back in the day when there was telephone books and also pay phones. Okay. So I'm dating myself. <laughs> I said, there's I no, know what I'm, those are. <laughs> yes. yes. And, I, and he says, I said, oh, you're, he described the location of the school. And they, I said, hmm, you mean the chiropractic school? And I says, no, no, no. And he ripped open the telephone book and he said, see different addresses. He said, but you're, I'm wasting my time. He told me. He says, you're just giving lip service to it. You're not really into nutrition. You're not excited about biochemistry, but he was wrong. So I checked into the naturopathic school. Thanks to this guy that was in my sister's life to be in my life. Yes. He went off to become a medical tech and then eventually became a naturopathic doctor, but he went more of the conventional route. But, and I ultimately was the dean at the naturopathic university when he was a student and he was equally as opinionated then. I said, hey, if you don't agree with what I'm recommending, it's your fault I'm here because he's the one that told you about naturopathic medicine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And, and that is true because when I got into the natural health industry and started to learn about medical doctors training and how limited the training is in nutrition. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was even having a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago and they were telling me about a condition that their child had. And I said, oh, you know, have you thought about seeing a naturopathic doctor? And, you know, they thought that was Yes. Like they, they, they just kind of didn't even understand that I would make that suggestion. And I said, well, nutrition could be the underlying cause here. And they even think that sounds crazy. Like how could nutrition be an underlying cause? But, I mean, and and yeah. that, that's the science though. It's yes. genetics. And then there's epigenetics, diet, lifestyle, mindfulness. And when I give a lecture to 2000 women here in Portland, Oregon, very diverse, Portland, Oregon is very diverse population. I was asked to speak about the mind, the body, and the spirit, where this was circa 2000, the year 2000. Yeah. So I said, the, our bodies are like a three-legged stool. You have the mind, you have the body, and then you have the spirit. A stool cannot sit on two legs. It has to have all three legs. We have to take care of all of us. But if you think about all of them, we'll talk about this a little bit today about the mitochondria, as well as NAD and other things. It's like, we have all these enzymatic pathways that our, as our mind goes, if we, we can worry ourselves sick. Mm -hmm. And so that's our mindfulness. Or do we believe that there, things are in the greater hands of the universe or mm -hmm. God? 
And that's the mind, body, spirit. So I actually put it this way to this very diverse group of people. The mind connects the body and the spirit. The body houses a mind and the spirit. And the spirit conditions a mind and the body. Wow. And so that's what I came up with when I was a you know, young fellow. And I, luckily, I still remember that. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't that grow is... hair, but I can remember <laughs> that. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really, if you think about it, we need to remember that Hippocrates, which of course, whether it's the Hippocratic Oath, or sometimes people argue the Hippocratic, hypocritical oath, okay? And so, because is that, it's you know, the... he said, may your food be your medicine, your medicine be your food. Well, mm-hmm. everybody took that oath, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the Greek, and being a good Greek myself, I can appreciate that. He also is quoted as all disease begins in the gut. But Lucriticus, the Roman philosopher, said, what is food for one is poison for another. True. And, and it's so true, whether it be food allergies, histamine right. foods, whatever it might be. So you now it's like the concept that was introduced in the 90s of complementary and alternative medicine, which put us and them, that whole division, which still happens in yes. our world today, just dividing us opposed to joining us. But it's like- Absolutely. And so it's, I was. Actually, a, you need the wraparound approach, really. We should yes. completely be working together. Correct. There's a time and place. My family has been saved by surgeries from yes. major conventional medicine interventions. Hallelujah. Wonderful. But now the whole goal is to try to prevent yourself from being there. And I think your mission, my mission, is proactive medicine versus reactive medicine. There's a time we have to react. We got overwhelmed. We got sick. We were worn down. We were susceptible. Mm-hmm. But proactive medicine is trying to avoid sitting in that gurney, in that ER, waiting for your number to be called. Is exactly. And yet? <laughs> yes. And, and exactly. The reality is that if you do unfortunately end up in hospital for whatever condition mm-hmm. afflicts you, wouldn't you want to get to that hospital being a physically fit and healthy individual? Because that state of your body is going to help you beat whatever you've unfortunately been taken into hospital for, or even if it's just an accident or something that's been broken, if you arrive there fit and well, you're getting out of there a lot quicker. And just back to the point about alternative medicine and complementary medicine, it, it, it does, it does. And it did make it sound like it's this new weird form of medicine. And that's crazy because the actual new, not weird, but new form of medicine medicine has been, you know, in the last 50 years prior to that, or 60 years, 70 years prior to that, it was all the medicine that we deal with on a daily basis, all of our natural medicines. And I also would add that I think one of the things that I always bring back to people who don't believe nutrition has anything to do with it. I coincidentally did my science fair, like in grade four, on how all the sailors were really sick oh, and they yes. were with scurvy and it was vitamin C that helped them clear up all their scurvy. And it's something that I even recognized at a young age as well, wow, like look, oranges and vitamin C are crucial to our well-being. So, anyways, here here we are all these years later. And point point and you know, it's like, well, that's nutrition. And they yes. of course gave them limes, called them limeys. And then, of course, we have B1 deficiency. So just like we have that fun word scurvy, B1 deficiency is beriberi. Oh, that's another fun one. And either lose your mind, called dry beriberi, or you have heart failure, which is called wet beriberi, or the, something which we're talking about today, niacin. Yes. Well, that's pallegra, which could be dementia, diarrhea, death. Okay, well, we don't so want So pallegra is the deficiency. 
of vitamin B3. Of vitamin B3, and that can lead to the conditions such as? Di diarrhea, dermatitis, dementia, and the fourth one, the, the bad word, death. <laughs> well, we're all going that way, right? Yeah, death well, we're, tr we're trying to slow it down to the best of our ability. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I'm going right till the end and I want to be as vital as possible. And actually, sorry, again, another sidebar here, but I, I did read or hear the other day that people tend to think like old age is this, you know, slow, decrepit part of your life. And the reality is statistically, you're actually only sort of in a bad way, maybe for a very short time before you actually pass away. So there's a whole heck of living to do before that time comes. So people should not just throw in the towel, you know, fight for your health, just keep going for it and, you know, keep treating yourself great, right? Treat yourself well. Yes. And over the 30 years, I've seen tremendous turnarounds. People come in tired, worn out. They might have a biological age that's much older than a chronological age. So they come in that they're 35 or 40, but they're walking around like a 70 or 80 year old. But right. then we all have friends and family and people in our circle, which are 70, 80. We're like, I want to be like them when I grow up because they're Listen, acting like they're 45 or 50. My father is 81. He has moderate dementia, but he plays squash three times a week and runs around that court as if he was 40 years old. Yes. He is so fit. He is so well. And he gets that squash racket in his hand and he whips it around like as if he's a 41 year old. So, you know, dementia is a terrible disease, but I'm telling you, he's still living his best life. And he's, he's just taking care of himself his whole life. And he's 81. And I'm telling you, people look at him and say, my goodness, I could only wish and hope to look like that at 81. Certainly. And you brought up earlier about health and wealth. And I'm going to quote the Dalai Lama. I'm not a disciple of the Dalai Lama. But I believe there's wisdom in all great minds. And so he was quoted, and I will paraphrase, what most surprised about humanity. And he said, man, yeah, of course, he meant humanity, but he said, man, because he'll trade all of his health to gain wealth and then trade all his wealth to regain his health mm. and all the while never living a fulfilled life. Right. So, you know, devouring life. And not wishing away, like, oh, no, it's Monday. Or, right. T or TGIF, thank goodness it's Friday. Or it's hump day, Wednesday. It's like every day, you know, it's a wonderful day. We're vertical. I'm not in jail. I'm, 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 I'm not dead. And I'm not in my sick bed. Yay, celebrate. Well, Chris, honestly, that is what the mind shift and the mindset is all about. It, like you said, oh, I hate Mondays or thank God it's Friday or, or Wednesday's the hump day. I was just saying to you before we started recording that I was getting my kids out of bed and I said, come on, let's go. Let's get out of bed. Let's yeah. find out what our potential is today. Right. Yeah. It, it's like, what gifts, what gifts do I have that are going to come out today? What am I going to find out? Who am I going to talk to that's going to teach me something new? And that again, oh my gosh, I'm going completely off on tangents here, but you know, going from that fixed mindset to the growth mindset. And I was guilty of the fixed mindset. Like I thought I knew, but my goodness, once you can open your mind to saying, you know, what, I don't know. And, and, and then you start to say, wow, like I get to talk to Chris today. And what am I going to learn today? You know, it, it's exciting. And so this is what I'm trying to instill in my kids. Like, not, oh, I got to go to school. It's like, what's going to happen today? That's just going to be like such a major learning moment for you. This is really great. Let's go, let's go, let's go, right? Here in the States, and we'll get onto the biochemistry and the fun <laughs> stuff, the stuff I enjoy <laughs> geeking out on. But if I told you there's a lot of green cars on the road, and this was something, you'll see a lot of green cars on the road. If you look for, you're going to have lots of positive things or meet some really great, wonderful human beings today, you'll find them. 
if you think you're going to be looking for more of an Eeyore scenario, you know, we got Tigger, we got Winnie the Pooh, we got Eeyore, they're like, oh, I'm going to meet more gnarly people today with the bad moods and something <laughs> bad is going to happen. You're going to seek that yes. lens opposed to, I want to find something that's wonderful today. I want a, a beautiful view. I want to look at a tree or a blossom or a cloud that speaks to me. And so mm -hmm. it's just kind of interesting that mm -hmm. we kind of use our lenses. And now I will tell you, I have a lot of patients over the years and there are some really challenging things. But once again, that positive mindset and way back in the day, they said laughter is good medicine. Of course, now we know music. They actually did a study on Mozart and they compared Mozart to Beethoven. And Mozart was actually shown in the medical literature to actually help with eczema, atopic dermatitis. It's like, so what we put in, yes. whether music therapy, positive thoughts, good vibes, or when we sit and we're thankful for our food, because Yes, we're, we're very fortunate. We're very fortunate. You know, a prayer, honestly, a prayer before you eat. I mean, I we're I can't even say that we do this, but often I'm like, we need to start praying before our food because we need to show gratitude and be thankful for the gifts that we are receiving. And and uh, yeah, so wow, you and I could go on forever about all this stuff. But another podcast. Yeah, yeah, another podcast. Yeah, I, I love it. Well, I mean, you've got all this information and I and it's just it's my it's what I love to, to talk about. So, okay, so we were going to talk today a little bit about you are an absolute specialist in the really exciting concept. Or it's not even a concept. Sorry, our mitochondria, right? We're going to talk mitochondria. So, okay. What, where did all this come from? What, why do you know so much about mitochondria? And, and let's just try and make it interesting here for people. It's not going to be boring talking about the mitochondria. Well, not, not at all. <laughs> well, it comes back to just being a child. We all have to have childhood curiosity and wonder. And we look at the human body. The human body, if I had a pen that went click, 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 and I was to keep pace with my heart, the heart at the end of the day, if we had 72 beats per minute, we'll have beat. 103,680 times. So if I did that 103,000 times with my finger, guarantee you my thumb will choose, it will say, hey, I'm calling the union. This is abuse. You can't make <laughs> me work this hard. But our heart, which sustains us, beats 100,000 plus times a day. And that's assuming you're not a marathon runner, okay? Right. Or, or right. a CrossFitter. And so it's like, wow. And so it's like, okay, well, what keeps that going? That takes a lot of energy. And then to see, well, why does aging happen? Why does illness happen? Why do we start getting more wrinkles and hair loss or whatever? What causes that senescence or that aging process? And so it's like, well, when I was a kid back in the 60s and 70s, we would have transistor radios. And if you ever had a radio and then you didn't use it, you put it away, you forgot because you got a new toy with a new battery. This was before the rechargeable battery concept. <laughs> and it's like, well, it would get corroded. Well, now you look at the mitochondria and then you look at a commercial like the Energizer Bunny battery where we're Energizer Bunnies. And when we're 30 years old, we made 60 kilos, 60 kilos of ATP per day, per day. You're okay. saying, what, so so are you saying, are you really saying 60, Chris? I said, yeah, really 60. Right. Now, some people may be familiar with ATP. So tell us what ATP is because some people may not. Ah, yes. ATP is the energy currency of our cells. And so it is actually one of the units made that supports the mitochondria and the mitochondria through a pathway, a biochemical pathway. And those that enjoyed science will remember the word Krebs cycle or citric acid cycle. But regardless of that, your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your fats all feed into the TCA or Krebs cycle 
and actually helped create ATP and then goes to another little channel called Tron Transport Chain. But see, these words are not important. Our food is being converted into ATP. But if you're short on a vitamin, a mineral, or a nutrient, then it's like making a chocolate chip cookie recipe. It's hard to make a chocolate chip cookie recipe if you don't have enough brown sugar, flour, and or best yet, chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we're looking at, if a, like you mentioned scurvy, and when you're in grade four, well, if you're low in vitamin C, what happens? Your gums start bleeding, your scars start opening, you start having all these terrible disease states because of a vitamin deficiency. And by definition, a vitamin, whether it be the scurvy, vitamin C, or pellagra, which is a vitamin B3, or beriberi, and the list goes on. By definition, a vitamin can only be a vitamin that if you don't have it, you get a disease. That's mm -hmm. the definition of a vitamin in the standard world. And so it's like, hmm. So if I'm low in magnesium, and magnesium is necessary for three to 500 different enzyme pathways, it's like, okay, well, well, if I'm a little short, one of those enzyme pathways, which wanted magnesium, might be falling short. It might be lagging behind. And the reality is all of our cells in, are in a long standing race, and we all need to have the trillions of cells in our body to finish the line. And likewise, vitamin B3, which we'll talk a little bit about today relative to NAD, 500 to 600 different enzyme pathways as well. So imagine five or 600 different stories, and they all need the same punctuation and the same words and the same letters in order to finish the story. Like, it's all in competition. So that's why we always want to make sure we eat well, mm -hmm. we nourish our body. And I always tell my patients, we supplement a diet. They're not called substitutes. It's like, oh, I got a bottle of substitutes here. No, they're called supplements. Mm -hmm. And I give the example of tiles, whether it be kitchen tiles, floor tiles. And the supplements are like the grout. They fill in the little nooks and crannies that we were falling short on. Mm. So it levels out the playing field for ourselves. That's great. So why would people be deficient in nutrients? Um, welcome to a modern world. We yeah. supposedly in 2023 are so much smarter and wiser than our ancestors. But strangely enough, our ancestors use plants and herbs and food. They, when people say, well, my grandfather never ate organic. Well, I think she or grandma, I think they had a, probably an organic garden because it wasn't until the 1950s, better living through chemistry, that we started dumping all these chemicals into our world. So We've altered our trajectory, and I give the example of the three little pigs. Am I built of straw, sticks, or bricks? And I would say genetically modified something is probably what I'm built out of right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I went swimming. I've been a, I'm an Oregonian. And so we went swimming in the Columbia River, a mighty river along the Pacific shoreline. And guess what? Hanford Nuclear Plant was dumping all their radiation into that river that I was swimming in as a kid because the large tankers would come up the Columbia River and they would make waves and we'd ride on these old inner tubes full of, I'm sure, all kinds of chemicals from the trucks. Don't want to go there. Well, I just went there. Oh, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to take my L-theanine afterwards to calm me down. And it's like, wow, all these new modern things. But imagine Hippocrates, 400 BCE, the one that said food is your medicine. He walked around the air, was pristine. Sure, there might be a forest fire sign that put a little benzene in the air. They didn't have the same toxic burdens. They didn't have lotions with parabens in them. They didn't have plastic water bottles with phthalates in them. So now all of a sudden nutrition is that much more important. And what we used to get away with just food, mm -hmm. unless you live in a very pristine area and you somehow have a force field that prevents mm -hmm. geographical air and toxic rain from landing on your garden, mm -hmm. 
No, no, but it's all around us, right? Yes, it's all yes. around us. And, yes. and I'm in the field. I'm a healthy individual. We make most of our dinners. We don't eat from boxes. It, you know, we, we order pizza once in a while, or maybe we get a box lasagna from time to time, but we are generally a very healthy family. But the reality is our soils are not the same. The, the travel of the food. I mean, there's just, there's just so many reasons why uh, our foods are not as nutrient dense as they once were. So I supplement as well. And, you know, it, 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 being a healthy family. So, so it's necessary and we can't, we can't make a lot of things and uh, we do need this extra help. So the, the product we were actually going to talk about today that you've been involved, I guess you're not involved, you're not directly involved with the company, but you understand the science behind this product. It's called true Niagen and it's Niagen, which is a form of B3. And this particular one is Nick. It's a fun name, nicotinamide riboside. And uh, this is something that helps increase the NAD levels. NAD levels are, are things that we have in our body that decrease as we age. But tell me, what is the connection then between the mitochondria and this NAD and why something like nicotinamide riboside, triniagen, would be helpful? So the answer is simple, back to the mitochondria. And so the mitochondria is our little dynamos, energy aspects of our cells. I give the example of the heart. But how about the brain? How about the fact that the photons enter our eyes, get transmitted into electrical chemical, electrical um, chemical transaction, goes to the back of our brain. It's like it all takes energy. So back to that energizer bunny battery. So that's our mitochondria. So NAD is necessary for different pathways. And when we think of the game of Monopoly or I think of a relay race. You can't pass, go and collect $200 until you do the whole cycle around. But in order to do that, you have to have magnesium, you have to have NAD, you have to have enough vitamin C and other B3s and B12s and so forth. And so in order to do that, you have to have the nutrients. But because you said exactly the, the most perfect thing, I eat the best I can unto the modern world. And if you were doing exactly the same thing in 1900, that food would have been better. Mm -hmm. Topsoil was more abundant. There wasn't the same kind of chemicals. And we didn't have all these EMF fields. Mm -hmm. And I actually have an EMF reader and I have my tower here. I have my mouse right next to me. I have my keyboard. Lo and behold, the keyboard, which is right next to my abdomen, put out more than my screen, which is an arm length plus away. And so it's like, oh, we have these new modern burdens. And yet we can't even eat as well as our ancestors did. And we can't breathe as clean air as our ancestors did. And so as a result, that's why we have to bring the A plus game to mm -hmm. the supplementation world. Certain medications poison the mitochondria. Things that are quote unquote good in terms of they can be life-saving, can be problematic. Even merely going to the dentist, which of course we're all thrilled about because we love talking to the dentist. Guess we can't talk with the dentist when we have something in our mouth. Okay, never mind. I guess <laughs> I a different... Know. And, so and I, the, dental, the dental assistant and the hy hygienist, they're always so great. And I really want to talk with them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Little, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Can I have some more suction, please? Yes. Hey, the, the human element. We have to keep laughter. Laughter is good medicine. But if you think about it, the lidocaine injection merely alone actually alters the mitochondria per a 2008 piece of research. We know about potentially the statin drugs altering the mitochondrial function. We know that the twilight drugs, which we can take when we go and get like a colonoscopy or a procedure like propofol has been shown to alter the mitochondria potentially. We know wow. that metformin, which is used for diabetes. So 
onwards, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anybody stop their medicines, okay? Mm -hmm. But no. at the same time, that whole concept is we're doing things that our ancestors never had done to them before. And thank goodness for the discovery of penicillin. As a naturopathic physician, I prescribe medications as needed, but that's my last resort when everything else has not worked. And then we come in and we buy time and then we can get philosophical after we put a little pause on whatever the acute problem is. Mm -hmm. So at, at the same, on that note, if you think of every cell in our body, our brain demands 20% of our oxygen, right? As we're sitting here, 20%, like, wow, but it only weighs about two to 3% of our body away. Our heart, of course, high demand energy, our whole replication of our cells, all ATP, and of course, back to NAD as one of those rate factors, making sure, think of NAD as like rolling the dice. It keeps you going around and collecting $200 in a game of Monopoly. So, okay, I'm going to back up there. So you said, okay, this is just, our brain demands 20% of our energy. And, and oxygen at rest. And oxygen, but is only weighing three or 4% of the body. Yes. Wow. That's incredible. So there's, yeah, a lot of work that has to take place in the body to supply that brain. And then the same for the heart. Well, yeah. And then of course, we all remember when we were kids, they said, don't go swimming after you ate. You because be, after, you, after you've eaten, you have to sit for an hour. <laughs> because of course, then of course, our digestive tract, you know, sometimes we'll get cold or we get tired because, you know, kind of like mini boa constrictors. Now all, our whole concept is we're digesting whatever we just consumed. But think about all the energy it takes to make digestive enzymes, to make mm -hmm. saliva, to allow all of this to work. And our consciousness and our mind and most everyone that's listening is thinking about the podcast. They're thinking about also dinner. They've been thinking about their trip home. They're thinking, and we're at this constant barrage. Mm -hmm. And it's just absolutely totally amazing to think, how do I have energy? And if I don't have enough energy, and I give this example, in a, and I'll share it in a moment. But if, we have, if I don't have enough energy, if I'm feeling fatigued, how many cells in my body have to be tired before I feel tired? Mm -hmm. And so I was lecturing in New York. It was 7 a.m. East Coast time. I'm a West Coaster. I flew in at 11 East Coast time. And I, the next morning I was lecturing at 7 a.m. I said, I'm going to let you know I'm going to talk about genetics and epigenetics today. This was about a decade ago. I said, but I can tell you I'm a little tired. But lo and behold, I have great slides. We're going to tell you lots of things. But I'm going to ask you all a question. And I had no idea I was going to do this. This was totally just extemporaneously. It says, how many cells in my body have to be tired before I perceive tired? And I said, I don't know. I do a lot of research. I do a lot of writing. I've written lots of books. I hang around with brilliant folks because this was functional medicine, medical doctors and providers mm -hmm. I was lecturing to. So they're all doing exactly what I'm doing. And we're now in a watering hole cross-pollinating together, right? Mm -hmm. And I says, if anybody knows, let me know now or let me know after. Nobody did during or after. He says, let me make it easier for us. How much do we know and how much do we not know? If my finger hurts, how many cells in my finger have to hurt before I perceive it hurting? And dead silence again. And I, and I says, and just as food for thought, which hurts more, a tiny little splinter or a big splinter? Sometimes those tiny little microscopic ones hurt mm. more, or a paper cut. Versus mm -hmm. a cut in the kitchen, like yep. boy, that paper cut hurts like a Dickens. And it's like, and it's like, you know, once again, our bodies are magnificent and mysterious. So what we have to do is eat well, live well, attitude of gratitude, but then fuel ourselves. And that's what NAD does in part of the process, along with a good diet and lifestyle, is ensuring that we have enough NAD 
to continue working those enzyme pathways. And so there's 500 recipes occurring that, and I take NAD on a daily basis, unless I'm being a bad patient every once in a while, I forget, but okay, I'm being honest, but I'm taking it. Why? <laughs> because I want to make sure my cells are working in my body. I take CoQ10, I take pyroquinolone, quinone, all of these support the mitochondria. But on that note of the mitochondria, what's interesting, the mitochondria, which are cells within our cells, they have totally different DNA. The mitochondria. Totally different DNA. E each. Different than our DNA. Right. Yeah, and okay. you knew that. And so, but the whole concept of it, they're your mom's, 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 only along your maternal lineage. So when I do a health intake and I'm talking to a patient, I'm saying, hey, what's your, your family history? But tell me, how energetic was your mom and your mom's grandma and your maternal aunts? They say, why are you asking all these questions about my mom's side of the family? Because I want to know about your mitochondria. Because that's where you got your mitochondria from, from is from your mom's lineage. That's amazing. That's so interesting. And, and so then now the question is, how do we support that? And knowing that you and I, at one point in time, before we were realized as Kate and Chris, we were, we were eggs and mom. Yeah. But when we were when were we eggs and mom? While she was inside of mom, inside of grandma. Right. And, and so, so even knowing was grandma stressed out? Did grandma work on a farm with DDT being sprayed on the fields, which the kids would go out because it was the crop dusters would spray it and be cool on a summer day? So it's like generational genetics mm -hmm. and and experience and exposure passed on down through your mitochondria Correct. or the mitochondria. Yes, the, the mitochondria and, and as a collective, but just like we have epigenetics, we can do things to support the mitochondria. So first off, we have to give it the nutrients necessary to make the ATP, but the mitochondria within a larger human cell actually has a receptor specifically for thyroid hormone. So thought, and now, now go figure that. So now the Energy, energizer bunny battery actually has the human metronome, the tick talk of thyroid. Thyroid is determined how fast I think, how fast I grew hair. First thing I did when I started losing hair, I did a thyroid test. Didn't, it wasn't. And if we lose our outer third of our eyebrows and it's not a plucking a process of doing that, you think low thyroid. That's one of the things. Outer third of your eyebrows being gone, low thyroid. And there's a lot of other signs and symptoms of low thyroid, including weight gain, higher cholesterol, higher liver enzymes. But now, but once again, of course, your liver is not going to work well if the mitochondria is not being given enough thyroid hormone to tell it to work. Because even our cells, human metronome, thyroid, tip, top, tip, top, the mitochondria determine how fast should they work, how many orders or batches of chocolate chip cookies are we making, a, aka ATP, right? It's yeah. like, wow. So that integration, but now my thyroid, which will tell, which will make thyroid hormone, has to have the energy from the mitochondria. So the okay. mitochondria have to make the energy for my thyroid to work. The thyroid then makes the thyroid hormone to tell the mitochondria in part how quickly to work. And that, hence the term that you and I embrace, holistic medicine. Right. It's like, you know, you can't just treat one part of the body. Like I'm just going to give. And I think a lot of the listeners have suffered from fatigue or adrenal burnout. And heaven forbid, we've all survived as a human culture, the COVID era. Mm -hmm. of, of, of a pandemic and all the stress and all the sequestering and all the changes and kids at home and you know lots lots and lots of things right mm -hmm. and so it's like well what did all that stress do to our bodies 
we survived, those of us that are here, survived all that, but had a consequence. So now how worn out are our adrenal glands? But now imagine we had three people with low thyroid and we diagnose them, we give them thyroid. So now we're gonna tell their whole body to work faster because the thyroid gland, the metronome is now more peppy. So we're not doing row, row, row. We're doing row, row, row your boat more mm -hmm. quickly. But now our adrenals, which were already tired, are saying, pep up guys and gals, you've got more work to do because I'm waking up. And they're saying, we were tired when we were going slow. Oh my goodness. And, and back to the mitochondria. Because yes. our adrenal glands have to have the mitochondrial function to take up ashwagandha, rhodiola, maca, all those adaptogenic herbs to do what they do. Right. That, that in turn controls inflammation. So it all so, goes back to the mitochondria. There's not a body this is part what, this is it. the mitochondria. This is like, this is it. This is the crucial part. It's the mitochondria. At, right. So the, the, the health of the mitochondria is crucial to be able to do all the things it needs to do to like, say, you're just talking about adaptogenic curves to be able to respond to that or whatever function, what other, other functions are going on in the body. It's crucial that the mitochondria is healthy. Right. So, yeah. yeah so NR, niacin, nicotinamide, riboside is doing what for the mitochondria? Is actually supporting multiple pathways. And it's allowing for the ATP production. Okay, so supporting multiple pathways and allowing for ATP production. And the ATP production is so crucial because this is our energy, right? Right, and NAD okay. levels. And it's proper up. utilization, right? Yes. I guess it's yes. allowing proper utilization of the nutrients to be yeah properly utilized for ATP for for great ATP production. Right. And, and optimal levels. We need to be optimal optimal levels. And, and that example, increases. I, so, and then if yeah. you have optimal levels, you're going to feel more energy, right? right. You're going to sleep better. Yes. You're, you're going to feel better. Well, like what are the other benefits? Well, you are going to, just as you said to your children, having the maximum potential for your day. This is helping your cells have the maximum potential for their day. Yeah. And I give the example of a phone. How good is my phone if it has no charge? It's yeah. a glorified thousand dollar paperweight, and it's it is and a point of frustration. Well, <laughs> how, uh, so that's we now we call them smartphones or smart devices or whatever. But if we say <sighs> cell or human cell, mm. energy takes energy takes energy. This won't run its apps. And think of the apps like your DNA. Mm. You know, our DNA is telling our eyes to do what our eyes do, our nose to do what our nose does. Well, now our cells have all these apps as well, aka the DNA. And so we need to now look at how do we support the, our DNA potential, diet, lifestyle, and just like with the NAD necessary for the mitochondria, it's not, the mitochondria are not just NAD dependent. They're dependent upon all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients necessary for the pathway. And I can share a chart that you can share with the audience, but it's like, wow, it's mind boggling. But NAD is a rate limiting factor for 500 enzyme pathways. and it diminishes. In fact, why don't I have baby soft skin like I was when I was a baby? Well, that's because the, the NAD levels drop by the age of 40 by up to 50% in the skin. Oh. So we want to look good on the inside. Right. Well, of course, we want to reflect that radiant glow on the outside. So everyone's busy trying to take collagen for their skin. But this is really interesting about, you know, NAD and 
well, it's it's part okay. So when we when we hit forty, our NAD levels are going to be dropping. But that that and when those NAD levels start to drop, it's related to aging. And as we age, our, our face drops too. I guess yeah. that darn gravity nine point eight meters per second squared. Yes, <laughs> other things drop too. <laughs> yes. So when you're taking you're taking something like true niogen, you're helping to increase your NAD levels then you're going to see a benefit to skin health is what I'm hearing. That is one of the many approaches I use in my clinical practice. I use my NAD, my CoQ10 to ensure that my cells are able to receive the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and food I take. Okay. And so better, better, to... your body is more open. Your cells are more open. Everything is more open to absorbing all these crucial properties from the nutrients that are going into your body, whether they're from food and, and from other supplements. So it's going to help increase the benefit of those supplements as well because it's giving your body the energy to do it and back to my silly example of the heart if my thumb doesn't have the energy to go click and it's controlling the heart hundred thousand times a day if that thumb is no longer having the energy to click and it says no nah, I'm, I'm done it's like the right. marathoner that hits the wall right well it's like okay no we, we're trying to keep everything working to the best of its ability and nad is one of the key rate limiting factors Right. So this is goes back to me telling my kids to get out of bed to live up to their potential. Yes. By you by getting more NAD, we're we're gonna reach more of those potentials. We're gonna have more energy to find those potentials. That that's the that's the concept behind that. Of course, we can't make any claims to that effect, but it makes sense that if we take care of ourselves, we take care of our mitochondria, we will be more readily able to be the best us possible at any given moment. And oh. as we, we mentioned kids, my kids are now 25 and 29. But I tell them because as a dad, I reflect both success, but also failure. And I'm saying, all I can do on a given day is my best. My best today will either be better than tomorrow or worse than tomorrow. But all I can do is bring my A game. And as long as I know I'm bringing my A game, whether it be nourishing my body or sharing positive energy to the world, like talking to the cashier, the checker, and they, you know, or the waiter or waitress and say, they say, oh, how are you doing today? It's, well, how are you doing today? Well, no one's ever asked me that, or no one's asked me it's, today. It's Thanks the for energy. It's the energy that you're giving off. It's the energy that you're receiving because I, uh, you can walk into someone who's having a bad day or just not even a bad day. They're just kind of not a high energy outgoing person, but if you hit them with enthusiasm and you hit them with some energy and you hit them with a smile, wow, they, 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 they feed off of that, right? That, yeah. that lifts them a little bit. So I am such a believer in going towards the things like in work, in anything, in friendships, in relationships, move towards the things that give you good energy. The things that, you know, leave you feeling depleted and exhausted, bad, bad energy, bad work relationship, bad personal relationship, bad friendship, bad everything. I want to be around good energy and I want to also share my good energy with other people too. And that takes brain chemistry too. And knowing that the thoughts we're sharing took brain chemistry, acetylcholine, and for us to be alert, epinephrine, norepinephrine, for us to be calm, GABA and serotonin, and for us to be happy and smile for our audience and for one another, because this is sincere. It's not orchestrated. We're just talking as human beings. That's right. And that's dopamine. That's contentment. That's Winnie the Pooh with his pot of honey. And if that's you're awesome. content with your little pot of honey, you don't always have to be a tigger. And you definitely don't want to be a piglet or Eeyore too often because then people don't want to be around you. But it takes brain chemistry. because So not only is it keeping the brain awake and alert and 
keeping us breathing. You and I are this whole time have not been thinking about breathing, but our diaphragm is still up and down. We're not thinking about our heart beating, but our brain's in control. The master computer exceeds anything human beings have ever thought about creating. And AI won't even come close because you still have to plug an AI in or, or have solar eventually one day that does that or geoelectric or hydro or whatever. But it's like, yeah, no, but the body's dynamic. Our responsibility, since we've given our bodies, is that we take care of them to our best of our ability. We don't worry about our mistakes in our youth. We just know from this point forward, I'm moving forward. I'm going to take a good combination of supplements. We know that vitamin D, I'm in Oregon, you're even more north. We know vitamin D is not as pervasive if we were in the Caribbean or Jamaica or you know something like that. So we need, okay, vitamin D is important. Well, vitamin D is another one. Just like we talked about vitamin C. We talked about pellagra. We talked about berry, berry. But vitamin D is not only a vitamin, it's also a hormone made from cholesterol. So like all of our sex hormones, our steroid hormones, it's like we got to nourish the body like the fine orchestrated Lamborghini, Ferrari, Porsche, Volvo, or Pinto. It doesn't matter what we, but you have to have the right gas, the right spark and the right fuel in order for us to keep on the road. Right. Amazing. I think that you need to be a regular contributor. We have to have a podcast every four weeks because there's a million avenues to go down. I mean, all this stuff you're talking about, I love it. And it, and I, I mean, we could even just, you know, going down adaptogenic herbs, talking about everything. I mean, there's just, this is what I want for this show is because there's, there's, it's, it's the, the information is, is unending. I mean, it's just, it's infinite. Well, let's, so. let's uplift you to one another. And so this is why I take true niogen for every reason we ch chatted about. And the research is very clear that they did a study of 140 individuals that were overweight, but healthy, whatever healthy and overweight is, but that's how it was qualified in the literature. And they gave them either 100 milligrams, 300 milligrams, or 1,000 milligrams. So my bottle here is 500. It's a professional strength. And they found that there was an increase dramatically at the 300 and the 1,000, 51% increase at 300 within two weeks of taking it. It was within the body measurable, and it sustained over the eight weeks of the trial. So from the two-week to the eight-week mark, you should notice a difference in my clinical practice. That's why I share and then at that thousand, it bumped up to like 140 plus percent increase of NAD. So now you know you've covered that basis, and that's no longer a rate limiting factor. But when we get ill with a virus, NAD levels drop. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. So when we have physiological burden on our body, we need more. And it's because it affects sirtuins. If you're into fasting at all, you know that. The intermittent fasting can improve sirtuin, which is an aging factor. It's critical for fancy words like CD38 and PARPs, P-A-R-Ps, all these fi funny, weird biochemical words. But knowing that you don't need to know those words. You just know that you're nourishing those pathways mm -hmm. and leave that to the people that get paid big bucks to come up with weird names for things. CD38. I know. It's PARP. like, why couldn't They're... you just call it something very simple? Like, I know, you yes. Know, I... Flintstone vitamins, okay? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Red Rock, Blue Rock. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, but no, right, they have to, you know, they right, have to right, underkeep right. and make it all weird and awful. And it, there's there's scientific nomenclature for why they do some of it, but some of the drugs out there, it's like I can tell you the the brand names are a whole heck of a lot easier to say than the generic. I'll just leave it there. So, Chris, I heard that true was being used by athletes. 
yes. like professional athletes. So like, what, what can you tell me about that? Where's the benefit in the true niogen for high performing athletics? Once again, it comes down to energy. You're asking your body to now be that Lamborghini or that race car or that pole vaulter or skydiver or whomever surfer. And so you need to have the energy because you're asking your muscles, your brain, your heart to work harder. And so I'll give two simple examples. I had one gentleman that turned 50 years old. He worked for a local bakery called Oro Wheat. And I have no stock ownership in Oro Wheat. I want to disclaimer. And he says, I'm going to run a marathon for my 50th birthday. He said, oh, you are. I said, I don't think there's a marathon coming up anytime in, in Oregon. He said, oh, no, no, I'm going to Colorado. Well, if you know anything about Colorado, it's known as a mile high state. I'm saying, so you've been practicing around our tallest mountain, Mount Hood. Oh, no, I've just been running around here at sea level. I'm like, okay. And I said, yeah, and you want to see 51. So I did an organic acid test for him, which measured how his fats, his carbs, and proteins were feeding that citric acid ATP pathway. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, we're going to do the following thing. So him, he was a weekend warrior. That, and by the way, now it's 15 years later and he's still kicking, okay? So, <laughs> but then I had a chiropractor's wife and she is all in on whatever she does. She owned a, a race car Porsche. She was a shooter of guns for a while, but now she was wanting to become a triathlete and a marathoner. And she wanted to qualify for the New York, the Boston, and one other big marathon during COVID. Okay. So just let's add a little twist to it. Lo and behold, she hit the wall and her personal best was not good enough for her age category, because she's 50, so her NAD levels, her ATP levels were going to be lower, all things being equal. So we did an organic acid test. We found that she needed some NAD, and we, lo and behold, we gave it to her, and she got her personal test. And she qualified for the race that was the one that was not on her bucket. You know, she was on her bucket list. She hadn't ticked it off yet. It was canceled because of COVID. But she qualified. Right. And, and so, yeah, athletes need more energy. If you're ill, you generally need more energy to be well and to heal up. If you've just broken a bone. You're, of course, creating more bone. So our bodies are constantly building and repairing. Right. And so and a, a last factoid, which I think will be interesting. I shared that NAD levels in a skin study was shown to be 50% lower in the age of 40. ATP levels at the age of 30 were about 60 kilograms for the average person, which per day made but for every decade from the age of 30, all things being equal, we make about 10% less ATP. So I'm 57. So compared to 30, I'm making 27% less on a good day of ATP. So that whole, I'm getting tired or I'm getting more worn out. But they did a study showing that people that were really active and doing well late in their later life, like you mentioned, when we were chatting, a father that's 81 is still playing squash. It's like, okay, yeah, they're doing something right for themselves. But what's beautiful about that generation is that they didn't have all the burdens that our modern generation has. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, they ate a little bit better. They might have not ate as fancy, but they had a little bit more clean and pristine. And they grew up without as many burdens in their lives. They might have had life burdens. They had war burdens. They had all these burdens, but they had more of a clean and pristine existence. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. So I think it, to, in conclusion and to wrap up, we would say then that true niogen for everyday regular people, it's going to be something that is helpful for just your energy levels and, and sleep and, and basically just as you, um, 
navigate this, this journey of aging, but it's also something that, and I'm assuming probably athletes use in higher doses because their body is running at these different rates than a regular person. So high performance athletes can really benefit from using it, but it's something that everybody can benefit from using. I think though, particularly sort of the age 40 plus crowd, would you say? Yes. I I think that's really quite accurate. Uh, Unless you're a CrossFitter. I had a CrossFitter. He literally has an eight pack and not a six pack, but he ended up in the hospital because he pushed his muscles so far. He actually had rhabdomyelitis. And because he just blew past his mitochondrial and aerobic capacity, it's hospitalized. Right, right. Because right. you have to nourish by it. So the whole concept without making a claim about anything about the true niogen is if you support your cells, then I think you can sleep a little bit better at night. Right. And so just like if you eat well, you drink as well as you can of water, not drink. You know, no, other, I know. There's other ways to get resveratrol and great. But even too. but even younger people, I guess, can support their cellular health with this, and also can especially with, especially with the aged group, which yeah. I qualify for. Right, right, and just it sounds like active individuals really benefit from mm-hmm. using this because they they're you know fueling their bodies so much and they're moving their bodies so much that this just can give them that extra that extra ability to, as you said absorb nutrients and, and, and produce ATP. Yeah. And for the hardcore athletes out there, the 300 milligram true niogen is NSF certified. So it's actually okay for athletes to take. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. So that's an important consideration. There's always like, I don't want to have a problem down the road and I got my record and then, you know, right. So all you're the is NSF certification means that there, there wouldn't be any problems if they were tested at some point. Correct. It, it meets a, the the scientific regulatory aspects. Great. And once again, naturally occurring substances in our body, we just don't do such a good job of making it as we get older. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, Chris, you know what? It has been a pleasure talking to you. You are a wealth of information. Like I said, oh my goodness, there's so many roads we could have gone down, but I think we provided a lot of helpful, interesting information today. And I'm just really pleased you had some time for us. I will announce at the end of the show where people can find you if they have further questions. And just again, thank you for your time and thank you for being here. And thank you for having that platform. And thank you for everybody that's listening because together we're the change we want to see. I love it. I love it. Thanks, folks, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please follow me on Instagram at katemaguire.ca and join me for more episodes on The Bridge to Health. Bye for now. You can find further information on Dr. Miletus at drmiletus.com. That's D-R-M-E-L-E-T-I-S.com, drmiletus.com. And also the product we were talking about today, True Niagen. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com, trueniagen.com. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.